Welcome After Buzzers, you are watching The Roots After Show, where tonight we talk about slavery, the fight for freedom, and more. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. I'm a cable running cause a winner don't quit on themselves. Yeah. Yes, please! <laughs> wow, welcome After Buzzers, you are watching The Roots After Show, episodes three and four. Tonight we recap it all. What, what a great miniseries it was to really be a part of mm. and to watch. Mm -hmm. how, how do you guys feel? I mean, I'm still kind of, we just, we just watched the show. I'm like still kind of like, yeah. Oh, I'm thank God that Beyonce's song just started playing. It's helping me kind of yeah. come down pick, from the emotion. Yeah. Pick back up. That's what Lemonade was meant to do. You yeah, know, right? started walking with their chest up a little yeah. bit after that came yeah. out. Like, okay. Man, I'm still a little floored. Well, my name is Shaka Smith. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Shaka Strong. Hi, I'm Erica J. Green. You can find me on all social media, Erica J-A-Y-E Green. What's going on, people? It's your girl, McCall Hall. And when sports and pop culture collide, you can find me on social media at So McCall Hall. So yeah, I, I'm so riled up. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm I'm on a roller coaster right now. <laughs> Maybe we should have watched it like a couple of days before before we did the show. I'm not gonna watch it by myself too because I was crying. I'm over here like you're like. <laughs> I, I have to get this without no commercial breaks. I want to see yes. it like in its entirety, like start to finish. You I want to see it with some wine. Yeah, <laughs> definitely need it. Sprite didn't do it for me. I needed more than Sprite. Yeah, <laughs> I needed a clear head to fully Dirty. digest. Oh my all god. Of that. So uh, we we start off with uh, Chicken George and uh, Tom Lee, just kind of bonding, and it, for me it didn't feel right. But <laughs> I guess yeah. you, you you that's the dynamic of the time. How did you guys feel about their their relationship? How it started to grow? Well, I guess it was like naturally you would have some type of paternal bond, yeah. Even if you don't, even if he didn't know that it was his father, but just under those circumstances, yeah. How horrible is that to find out that your massa is your father. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was kind of disgusting a little bit. But I feel like, you know, Chicken George, um, well, I mean, just George at this point, because yeah. he wasn't officially Chicken George. Yeah. I think he was just looking for uh, a place to belong. You yeah. know what I mean? He just wanted to feel like he belonged somewhere. Yeah, that was the, I felt that was the awkwardness of this whole setup, because you had Tom Lee, who actually wasn't sort of, he wasn't the aristocratic, upper class, you know, mm -hmm. slave owner. Mm -hmm. So he al almost had a, Simpatico with the slaves to some degree because he was, you know, essentially shit on his entire life. Yeah, because he was Irish. Yeah, so he had some understanding, so he treated them a little bit better, but obviously what? They he were was. They were his money makers. Well, yeah, they were his money makers. <laughs> and when I say treated better, I mean to the extent that he didn't have the sort of I'm better than you attitude that some of the other slave owners seem to have mm -hmm. because of maybe his own treatment as an Irishman. And so at times I was like, oh, this guy's a better slave owner. That's a good yeah. thing. And then you get mad at yourself. No, he's a slave owner, no, you know? But that definitely didn't make him a better person. He had yeah. like a ingrained hatred yeah. for them as quickly as he turned on George. Knew that was his son. Yeah. And turned on him like that at a drop of the dime. Chained him up, turned guns on him. That just, I, I can't. And, and, and George wanted so bad to earn his affection. Yeah. There was something about Tom Lee, you know, and, and again, George didn't know right off the bat that that was his father, but he wanted him to, to feel like you could trust me. He was trying to gain that trust the entire time yeah. until he realized there's no point in trying to trust Tom Lee. Yeah, and I was I was a little disgusted by that culture of, you know, I remember George, he, he looked up to Mingo so much because mm -hmm. of the way the white guy would pat him on the back and yeah. kind of cheer him up. How did you guys feel about that that want of acceptance and uh, Mingo praise? tried to tell him. Yeah. You got to listen to the old heads. Yeah. Mingo tried to tell you, 
Stop trying to assimilate and become close to Tom Lee. He's never going to see you for more than what you are. Mm. Yeah. To and, him. And he took that lesson, but it took, you know, obviously several, took several decades. Time. It took yeah. him some decades. Uh, what did you guys think about the whole dynamic between Kizzy and Tom Lee? Because now I just I hated the fact that she almost accepted rape as a part of her life at this point. That's what you have to do. I mean, we spoke about it last time. You just get to a point in your head where you numb yourself yeah. to f from feeling anything around you, physical, mentally, or you just, you accept it yeah. to get on with your life. I mean, unless you'll go crazy. Yeah. I think Kizzy probably realized that Tom Lee, because he, he knew that was his son, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So Tom Lee could have been a lot harder on George. Not trying to act like Tom Lee was being sympathetic or being, yeah. you know, compassionate mm -hmm. at all, but I'm sure he could have been a little bit rougher with him and I think that Kizzy doing what mothers do accepted this rape culture to really protect George yeah because that that part made me so sick because I, I, I love that she kind of stood up to him she had the knife and she stood up to him during that little scene in the kitchen but then she still said now do what you're going to do and then you know be quick about it that to me was just oh that was she knew. sacrifices that she's literally sacrificed her whole life to the end of it for her family yeah sacrifice her own happiness I, I just couldn't fathom I know when I'm a little bit upset I'm like oh my life is over like no their life was really done yeah spoken for it wasn't nobody pulling up your skirt yeah <laughs> What is being but, real? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we <laughs> next scene. <laughs> yeah. Next, but yeah, so we we get this to this point where I guess George is coming to his own and he finds he's got this sort of talent with the chickens. And mm -hmm. um, how did you guys feel about him getting that that skill and kind of embracing it? Uh, he has got the gift of gab. It looks like he had to shuck and draw for yeah. his freedom. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that what a beautiful! Thank you, Massa, for yeah. for giving me this opportunity to to please you. No, I, I I'm gl I'm glad that they're showing it in the light that they're showing it. You yeah. know, seeing how there were talents, there were abilities that these slaves had that kept them alive. It wasn't just oh by the grace of their masses. Yeah, it was we were working hard, literally from day in to day night up to night. Yeah. to stay alive yeah so that's just what he was doing i feel like george probably had it a little bit and i hate to say easier because we all know that's bs yeah no slave had it easy right yeah. you're a slave <laughs> but because again george was tom lee's son tom lee brought him into the fold of a lot of things as he was maturing as a young man so he was able to see how people interact and he was able to pick up on social skills and social things to help him assimilate and and have a little bit of an advantage because mm -hmm. you know like you said he's he's got a way of you said shucking and jiving I, i'm gonna just say uh uh He's charismatic. Yeah. He 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 He's developed charming, this charisma. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's because he he probably watched people that interacted with Tom Lee and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And so that's what he started to develop because he said, if I'm gonna get out of here, I've gotta act like this. Yeah. But that's because he wasn't in the field as much. Mm -hmm. He was playing with the chickens. So, the, so he that, adapted a little bit. I'm yeah. saying, but isn't that a mentality that we kind of adapt this day and age? Where we're in yeah. a certain arena, like say you, you're at work, you yeah. you act one certain way around these people. If you want that emotions. Yeah. I know one of my sisters does it all the time. She'll talk to us, well, "What's up, Buddha? Yeah. Oh <laughs> and then she'll be like, "Oh, hello. Yeah. How are yeah. you doing today? Yeah. Uh, uh, until you realize yes. what's out there for you, though. Until you realize someone's really screwing mm -hmm. you over. Yeah. And that's what we got yeah. uh, when he found out. Wait, wait, I can be free. 
when he he's there talking to I forget the um, Marcellus. Yeah, Marcellus. Marcellus tells him, Ooh. "I bought my freedom." And he and you see the little spark. You see a little Kunta come alive mm-hmm. when he realizes, "Wait, freedom is a thing I can reach for." Shout out to Marcellus. I don't know who played Marcellus, but if you are ever in the L.A. area, my <laughs> phone number is two zero seven. I can't. <laughs> he was a good-looking man. I mean, he, he. First of all, you could tell this man legitimately had money. The second you laid eyes on him, you said, yeah. "Oh, he's from. He wasn't from around there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very clean cut." And we discover that he's purchased his own freedom. And who, who else is gonna get the heart of Kizzy? It's got to be somebody. Somebody you know, with some money. Of that Kunta ilk, you know. And I love what Kizzy told George. She was like, "Learn how to read so you can be your own man." And yeah. I think mm-hmm. some of us take that for granted this day and age. Yeah. So a lot of us feel like oh well books they're nice to put up on your shelves and stuff like that but that can make you who you're going to become who you are i think that probably transfers into a lot of things for us you know um for slaves it was learning how to read because you couldn't do that Mm -hmm. i think as african americans in this country we've had to develop a whole nother um a system to learn learn Mm -hmm. business learn technology everything all these things now that we're having to take on so that we can have a better opportunity you know it's 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 a transfer. It's a transfer and a, and a progression for us. Yeah, and, and you saw the power of it when, you know, Kizzy's are teaching, uh, the, what's it, Tom Lee's wife to read. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, silly-ass Patricia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I couldn't stand Patricia's ass. Patricia got on my damn nerve. <laughs> Wait, why did she get on your nerves? Because she's always wanted know. to play like a victim. Like, oh, my God, I don't know. I just... She wanted to cover her eyes to everything. The minute the money ran dry, she was gone. Yeah. <laughs> Trisha was just so weak. She was just trying to get That's why too. Tom Lee stayed in that barn messing with Kizzy. <laughs> Patricia probably just lay there like a dead fish and didn't do... I mean... <laughs> you thought F she wasn't you, doing You know what I liked what they added with bringing in that character of Patricia? It also showed how they viewed women. Yeah. We were nothing more. I mean, yeah. damn, imagine being a black woman. You were I just, mean, just because yeah. they, they they hardly cared about the white low. women. Yeah. <laughs> Lower than low. I, yeah. <laughs> it, it was don't get me wrong on that. <laughs> it was tough to watch, but I did. The, I, I've always wondered how I guess white people watching this feel because I, I know that it's. <laughs> no, I for, wish we could have watched with a white person. Yeah. And I love my white people. Yeah, okay. I love my white people, but I wish I could have watched with one white person. I, yeah, because we had a person I, on the panel would have been nice. Yeah, because yeah. I identify so so much with you know, the black people in the thing trying to fight for freedom, and I actually found myself for a moment identifying with Tom Lee when he gets invited to that mm. Easter that Easter dinner, and the guy's like kind of letting him know that I'm way better than you. And I was like, wait, you know, like yeah. th- that's not equitable. And so mm-hmm. I, I wonder if they would have also been able to identify with the black people during this time. You know, mm. what do you guys think? Well, I'm not white, so I can't answer that. So. Yeah, no, I don't know. But I don't know. I, were there I, moments I, you identified with white people in this at all? The only time I I identified with a white person during this, gosh, that's a really tough question. You got to come back to me. On this material was <laughs> so heavy. I mean, I, I don't think I ever had a moment where my gut reaction was just to feel for a white person. They never really gave us a chance in this. I mean, every yeah. other word we were the N word. Yeah. How could I feel for you? You just called me a, you know. Well, that Tom Lay moment where, and then they're, they're having the duel, and he's uh, you know, he's talking to him, Chicken George is saying, get up, get up, shoot this guy, kill this guy. I guess I didn't, identified with him in that I sense. I have no feelings for Tom Lay. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I, couldn't, I couldn't feel for Tom no. I never Not got a, to a point where I could He was an ignorant. No ignorant man yeah from the beginning to the end selling no not true to his word that's the first sign of an ignorant man yeah so no i have nothing that easter that easter dinner lunch whatever they're having brunch um 
I felt like Tom Lee went there feeling like he had something to prove. He could have just gone there and just shut the hell up and just had his yeah. you know deviled eggs and ham. Mm-hmm. But he kind of went there with a chip on his shoulder. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So if, if there was a point for me to feel for him or relate to him a little bit, maybe that was it. But that... That's yeah, that, and I think for me that's where I get, cause he, to me he was a survivalist and he was just trying to survive and this was a construct that was almost... The, and that dude told him straight up, because remember when they got up and got into that altercation at yeah. the at the Eastern Air, he said, you're an Irishman. Yeah. I don't. I will never have respect for you. And I think that's why I identified with him because I because I felt that he was being discriminated against in that one isolated moment. I wouldn't that. say I identified, but there was a unity moment moment for me when Anna Paquin's character, I don't oh, I can't yeah, remember of course, her name, when yeah. she was saying, I'm, "I'm not for this." Yeah, we go to church and we praise the same Lord who says, "These are all my children," and I was like. That that's right. Yeah. How did we forget? We for, we've forgotten that now. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's the only time I was like, yeah, I was like, man, I was staying with you, sister. Yeah. I, you know, I could see myself it wasn't being total, with her on that. Yeah, it was a total vilification. <laughs> yeah, but what I couldn't understand is why when people like, especially try to justify using the Bible justifying slavery. Yeah, how they could. How did that equate? I just didn't understand that. Like, you, we Not all my share. God. Yeah, that, that's yeah. Um, exactly. So, whenever she said that, that really, I was kind of like, yeah, yeah, that's common sense. It's like, everything else, this is stupidity. Yeah, we had that powerful moment when they're talking to the preacher. Do they let you preach about Exodus? Do they let you mm. preach about these certain things? Because, no, they wouldn't. Because what they that, take out. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. And so I think it, that's a whole nother. Yeah, it showed you just there right how now. even religion was used to in ways to keep people down, you know? You imprison the mind first. Yeah, exactly. And I think you saw that because these were people that were born and lived in slavery. Yeah. Mm. And so it it took people Mm. that were out of it to say, hey, wake up. This is not, there's no calm. Because I was thinking about the last scene again. (laughs) When you said they was born and lived in slavery, I kept thinking about the end part. Like, what would you do? Yeah, of course. Once you get a taste of freedom. Not to mention the fact that some people probably didn't even think it was possible. Mm. This was their life and they'd accepted it. Yeah. That's why that's why religion is so important to African Americans now, you know, yeah. because we we relied on the the good book to kind of lead us out. Yeah, and how how do you guys feel? I know you probably had uh, some touching moments there when Marcellus left Kizzy. Wait, can we just get into this real quick? Just a scene that I would just again, I'm maybe the silly one here, maybe the crazy one. But when Tom Lee went into that barn after Kizzy and Marcellus made <laughs> passionate love. Yeah, I, and I think you Mar- tried to pause the, you were trying to pause. I tried, I, look, and, 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 and Marcellus stood up really? with those glistening calf muscles. <laughs> right, and he was right butt on. naked in front of Tom Lee. And I'm sure Tom Lee was a little jealous because I'm sure Marcellus had that. Yeah, you know. I can't with you. Hey, there's kids listening. I, if I were jealous at any moment during Roots, that was the that scene was for the me moment to be jealous. You? Ooh, Marcellus was a good-looking man. We know your magic moment, so (laughs) (laughs) that was it. No, just, again, Kenzie, she was just giving. She gave up so much for her children, and I I guess that's all you have to hold on to is your family. When you have nothing else, no property, nothing is yours. And I'm very territorial because I'm really a triplet. I'm more than, I have (laughs) two Oh, you have another one? Yes. We just discovered she's a twin. Now she's telling me she's a a triplet. So... I'm all about myself. This is mine. This is mine. So can you imagine not being able to own anything? You don't even own yourself. No. Yeah, and you're just constantly <laughs> trying to yeah, to buy your own freedom. Men can go yeah. in and out of you. They can do whatever they want to you. They can take your family away. They can fuck your wife yeah. oh in my front God, of yeah. you. That part just... I just had to turn my head. Made him mm. watch. Like, watch me 
your wife. Yeah. I'm beeping it out myself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that, and I, I think that was what the series was really good about was making you as an as uneasy as the slaves were at that time you you never felt safe no. you, there was never there were moments where i was like okay this is a good maybe they could and then before you know it something else some other person had to leave or die or was killed there was never any semblance of continuation of family it, it was very difficult for them to find that constant you know a dynamic that i want to throw out there um going back to tom lee and with george and you know the whole paternal thing i feel like tom lee had more of an interest in Kizzy than just his property. Because when Marcellus, there was was some jealousness there. Because Marcellus said, name your price. I'll pay for Kizzy and I'll take her with me. And I think Tom Lee was kind of like, I don't give a damn how much money you have. That's my booty. I wouldn't call that love, though. It was not love. It's not love. I don't want anyone playing with my doll. Why are you touching my stuff? That's all that was. No, but I think it it, kind of showed the complexity of the time. because he's ostens- he's been raping her for years, right? You know, and and she's had mm. she's had some sort of compliance with it. So to him, what was rape may not have been exactly rape. Blurred lines. Yeah, exactly. And so and so in his mind, he's kind of got a family that and he has an understand situation. Yeah. yeah, it's sick. That's you know, it, it's exactly. sick as you describe it. But I think for him, he was kind of like. I've got to find another slave woman to accept what I'm doing to her, like the way Kizzy has done for years and has pretty mm-hmm. much kept her mouth shut about it. And how complex the situation where she threatens to kill him if he ever touches the kids, and he says, "Those are my grandchildren too," because <sighs> she didn't she didn't register anything of family with that, but he obviously did. So there was a complex sort of dynamic. It was really complex. Oh my gosh, we talked about the level of restraint yeah. that was used by, by slaves back in the day because yeah. I just don't know if I would have been able to have it. And I, I, I kudos to them because I would have gone off left and but, right. But imagine just, that the best way to, to protect your children now. is to be raped be. by the master and yeah. then have it be his child. So that way you know he's not going to rape the child because it's his child. I know? was just worried because that knife looked real dull that Kizzy pulled on <laughs> You know, yeah. real, real dull. She would have drove yeah, her right into. She looked like she was serious, though, right? So yeah. But uh, speaking of that, it was uh, my favorite part. I think was probably that Nat Turner rebellion because that was the first time you really saw all the slave owners go, "What the hell is happening?" Fear. Yeah, that was fear, and mm. it was the first time they were able to instill in them that same fear they have felt. Mm-hmm. So, what did you guys think about that? That whole I thought it was great product placement because um, Nate Parker is is executive producing and starring in this new uh, Nate Nate, Turner, Nate yeah. Nat Turner mm-hmm. film, and I thought yeah. I think Gabrielle Union is also a part oh, of it. Great. So it was a great precursor for people who aren't aware and familiar with the whole Nat Turner story mm-hmm. to watch this and then be ready for this movie that's coming out soon. But um, I thought it was great. I mean, I studied Nat Turner in college, and I mean. It was just so intelligent for him to take the route he took during that time. He killed men, women, children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know that sounds terrible, but Nat Turner really could understand um, that slavery really wouldn't end unless we killed everybody. Extreme. Yeah. Because going yeah. back to the, the previous episodes, think about little Missy. Missy was only, what, four or five? Yeah. And she started to take on um, the acceptance of slavery. So they had to kill the kids, too. Yeah, of course. And it, it it was just the first time that they had really instilled that fear, and I I, I guess I was like, it was a of, beacon of hope. Yeah, because because slaves have never tried to kill the women and the children before. Yeah. The the way they they were doing with the slaves. Yeah, they and, might try to whoop one of the masters' ass. Yeah, but they never went into the house and tried to kill Patricia. So it was just as jarring to them as slavery as a whole. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Oh my God! But so we get a. We get Chicken George back at the farm, and now they're going off to Charleston for the the big one, the the big prize here. 
and we see what happens. That that scene really was just lift you up and then throw you back down. That was one of the tough ones for me to see someone win their freedom in a moment and then be ripped away. He's been manipulating George since day one, yeah. since he was a child. And that's all I've ever saw within their relationship. Let me get him under my arm. Let me like work my way into his head. Yeah. You know, it's never really been like a, oh, well, this is my son. Let me keep an eye out for him. No, yeah. it's been, Let me see how much I can use him. Yeah. Let me see how much I can have him just kind of conform to me a little bit more. So, no. And it's so funny because, you know, leading le- leading up to that that moment where they're in Charleston, um, you know, Chicken George is trying to assure Kizzy, I know what I'm doing. I know. And she's starting mm-hmm. to, no, you don't. Yeah. You don't know what you're doing. Right. And then uh, to, to see your woman. Yeah. <laughs> listen to your mama, everybody. <laughs> um, and then to see Chicken George basically get an understanding of entrepreneurship, yeah. um, being a businessman, trying to save money and understanding it to a point where he can actually start earning that was a beautiful thing for him. Um, and, and it just hurt me to see it in the way that it ended for him mm-hmm. because he was starting to get the hang of how to ask for money, how to negotiate getting your money, how to save your money. Mm-hmm. It, it was, you could see his, his maturation. Yeah, it was tough. And, and I, I guess we gotta go back to Mingo because Mingo was a big character and we see how he played a role for Chicken George mm-hmm. and how ultimately, you know, we see Tom Lay willing to abandon any sort of camaraderie he had with them at that in that moment. Yeah, I love the relationship between Mingo and George. I wish that there were more relationships like that in the present day. Yeah. Where older men would take younger men under their arms and teach them. You it know, took some time, though, because yeah, initially he was like, yeah, I know, I'm we not were like, hey, 20 years passed by? Yeah, because, you yeah, I mean, you got to think about it. Mingo started teaching Chicken George mm-hmm. before he was Chicken George. Yeah. yeah. Remember, he, he you know showed him how to take care of the chickens, and mm-hmm. George had to pee on the chicken yeah. and all that. I mean, yeah. he's literally been hands-on with this kid mm-hmm. since he was a really little boy. And it it wasn't until the end where it seemed like Chicken George had come to his own that you see Mingo soften and, and mm-hmm. you see that sort of humanity between him and Chicken I think George. the whole time he was there trying to lead him, teach him, like yeah. you were saying, he was even when he was acting like he wasn't really He was his fiddler. Yeah, he yeah. was helping him out along the way because he probably already foresaw what was going to happen. I'm not going to be around too much longer. Yeah. And Mingo probably knew that Chicken George was Tom Lee's little illegitimate biracial oh, child. Yeah. I'm sure everyone So he was trying to protect him, like, don't get all caught up in feelings with this man. <laughs> He raped your mama to get you. And, so, and I, we get that from Chicken George, where he says, "How do you think I didn't know? But I drowned the truth. You know, I'm the only one that looks like this, and I'm with this guy all day. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that was tough hearing him say, "I drowned the truth," because what else could you do in those circumstances? You know, you're still a slave on the farm. Your mom is still there. Can you retaliate against Tom Lee? No, you no. can't. You and, know? and just you know, for a little bit of historical context, I mean, if you think about it. Um, for George, he's probably thinking, okay, so my dad is a slave owner. He's free. Well, why am I not free? Yeah. You know what I mean? But this goes back to the whole one drop rule. If you have even a drop of black blood in you, you mm-hmm. are black, you are enslaved. So that's a whole nother um, piece mentally that he's had to overcome through his maturation. Yeah, and that, I think that underscores the hatred they had for black people at the time. That even just one drop means you are not part of us and we will treat you as a slave. Yeah. Um, just incredible. And so we get Chicken George going over to England, and I guess he gets some sort of a better life to some degree. Well, after that cockfight, yeah. After that, first of all, people will hustle you. Yeah. Okay, people will hustle you in any kind of like competitive setting. And I, I had a feeling there's no way that these guys with all this money are going to put out their best 
you know, competitive, competitive chicken out there. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, something told me this is not going to end well. I mean, yes, he drew up the papers. He said, you'll be free if this chicken wins. But something told me that that's it's not going to end that way. So it really broke my heart when they went and got that supersized steroid yeah, injected chicken yeah. to you know beat up on chicken George's chicken. And that that whole scene just shows you what ignorance can can put you back a step. Yeah. George didn't know that you had to register the papers. He's putting his yeah. life in this man's hands, and he didn't even know that this was nothing. Because yeah. technically, even even if even if that chicken fight had ended with one round and they won. If Tom Lee doesn't go to the county office, mm-hmm. those papers are still illegitimate. And that, w- and that was the power, I guess, of being able to read and then of knowledge, mm-hmm. you know? Just knowledge is the barrier that they tried to keep from slaves because they knew once you knew, know things, then all yeah. of a sudden you have power. Because Chicken George was celebrating after that first round win like yeah. he legitimately could walk away and be done. And yeah, and he thought he was ready to go home and call it a day. Yeah. I hate that saying that they say when they say if you want to keep something from black folks, Put it in a book. Put the cure for cancer in a book. Just put it in a book, and they would never figure it out. That's it. That's that just sets us back. Yeah, and I think I think it was powerful. I, I love that they kept that thread up through the entire series of them teaching the next generation mm-hmm. to read and the next generation to read mm-hmm. and the next generation to read. And actually, I I love that they kept that. Up. I hated the fact they named that kid Tom, but I loved <laughs> that they kept up Kunta's tradition of naming the children. Mm-hmm. And so, what do you guys think about that? How they were able to keep those sort of themes running through. This, I just think it's so important to keep traditions alive. Yeah. No matter if you have a tradition within your family, like I just celebrate Shabbos sometimes with my job. Yeah. And I think it's the most amazing thing. It's a Jewish holiday on the weekends. Yeah. It's just you have to shut off everything. and it's just, But it's something that they've passed down and it brings unity. Yeah. So when you keep traditions, it can bring unity and you keep that lineage, lineage and you just keep that going and pass it down. I do wish she would have taught more people to read. Yeah. Just not inside your family, because these are all your brothers and sisters. Oh, well, they couldn't, you know. You, yeah, you I, get caught. Yeah. I mean, you but get if caught. I really wanted to learn me on there, yeah. oh, excuse me, kids, because you know Tom Lee like made mention yeah. of it. I can't remember if it came later in the series or what, but he said, you know, I let you teach George how to read, yeah. and I, technically I wasn't supposed to do that. Yeah. Um, but you know, regarding naming the the fourth child Tom, uh, <laughs> Kizzy reminded them of something, and, and this goes back to Kizzy being a mother, being nurturing, yeah. and sacrificing. Kizzy has been raped for years to really and truly protect George from harsh treatment. She knew he was going to be treated like crap, but there's a level to the crap, right? Mm -hmm. She knew if you don't name this child Tom, he's going to be be mad. He's going to be really hard on this kid, right? Could Tom Lee really be hard on a kid named after him? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, of course and he he's knows going it's to. His grandson, yeah. You know, but um, he knows it's his bloodline, right? Yeah. Uh, so I think that was just another moment where Kizzy had to be the the wiser elder and remind them, don't make it hard for the next generation. We're trying to make it easier for them. Yeah. Every every elder in this had to do something to humble themselves to protect the next generation because Kizzy knew, hell, I'm going to be gone. I'm yeah. going to be gone from here. Yeah, and I I, I, I was sad to. Uh, I was sad that this was a historical piece because right? there, there was no happy ending. I, I, I kept searching for Kunta to come back. And every time they the jumped ha- the 10 years or 12 years, ending. I was thinking, could Kunta be alive? I'm counting the I'm counting like, the Kunta still be, be alive? alive? I'm like, you're going to come back? I want him to come back. But, um, but we get, at least Chicken George comes back to the farm. Mm. But of course discovers his mom has passed. Yeah, that was sad. Yeah. That was really sad. Lived her whole life looking out for herself, but didn't and even get to see him before she And he was gone died. for 20 years. 20 years. And praying that he would come back and just to know that she never got that sort of... Hmm. What cracks me up is Tom Lee trying to tell Chicken George, well, it'll, it'll, it'll fly by. 20 years is not fly by. Yeah. 
And I, but I, I love that scene that they had. There was a, there was a catharsis to that scene where he gets to confront Tom Lee and say the things he really wanted to say. You know. Yeah. Um, and I guess he takes the gun from Tom Lee, and now he goes to the Murray farm. <laughs> what did you guys think about <laughs> his behavior when he first? I, it looked like he started learning after a while, but just coming yeah. being so flashy, George's behavior. Yeah. I was like, you're not Chicken George anymore. This is a, a family that's trying to keep their heads under. Well, you know, yeah. when you go into enemy territory, you don't say, "Hey, I'm here. Let me show you my different colors." No, you fly under the radar and him doing that I was thought it was very disrespectful to his wife who's been waiting for him yeah. and they're all trying to like we're just putting keeping, them at risk yeah, yeah exactly and I was like what, what what's your point because he never it looks foolish he never got a chance well it, he had a better life you know he really when they when uh, Marcella saw him he thought he said I thought better he might be life. a free man and then mm -hmm. he goes over to England so he never lived with the same fear that a lot of the other slaves had lived with so I think that's why he was a little bit more reckless when it came to showing... Do you think that was an advantage for him or a disadvantage? Uh, it, it was a, probably a disadvantage in dealing with people, but an advantage in terms of my life is better. You know, he, he had freedom to other slaves, better. just didn't have. I think the yeah. other, other slave, going back <laughs> to Mingo, uh, and may God rest his soul, I think Mingo recognized the fact that, you know, George had a, a, something in him that was a little bit different, and he believed that George really could become free, because going back a little bit, um, Mingo left that money mm -hmm. in that in, in the fee yeah. and told him before he died, I left you some money, because Mingo believed that he could be free. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I think it's not just George believing that I can, you know, use his charisma to improve my situation. I think other people saw it in him. He was like the chosen one. Yeah, and, and, and I'm a vegan, so shout out to Mingo because he was like, oh, I, just eat, I just eat the feet. I don't mess with that meat. I was like, yeah, vegans back in the day. Mingo said that. I didn't even catch that part. <laughs> he said he just eats the feet with the barley, and he huh. he had made a special. You were so happy about that. Yeah. Maybe I need to start eating chicken feet. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'll so. take wing stop. <laughs> Just I love chicken. <laughs> so, um, I'm not eating chicken after the cock fight. Oh, yeah, that was, uh, that was tough to no watch. No type of <laughs> flying anything. But um, we get that whole thing. So we get uh, Chicken George returns, and already they're trying to use the law against him. So on the Murray farm, they say, you know what? If he's in the state for, what, 90 days, on the 91st day, we can round him up and make That's him crazy. a slave. Just let them be free. That, to me, I was like, really? They're still There's trying. There's a time They're limit. still they trying. trying everything. But you got to think about it again. At this point, they're trying to figure out how to keep an infrastructure of money and, and a surplus of money and resources. Like, they don't want to just let these people go. Yeah. We know it's wrong, but... Pay them. They didn't want to do that. Why? Like, like yeah. they didn't human think, beings. But, no, I mean, but, but it, it becomes economic because it, it almost it, felt like what the Fred, the master of the the master, I don't know, <laughs> of uh, the Murray Farm. He didn't feel racist, but he certainly felt like he had this was his economic means of surviving. His son was clearly just, you know, off the reservation, yeah. but he didn't feel racist. But it let you know that there were people there that were economically invested in slavery that they had to try to keep it going. Yeah, they did. I mean, at the end of the day, it became about livelihood. Yeah. But it, it, I, I loved uh, Anna Paquin's character. I thought she played that brilliantly. We I talked a little bit about Anna her. And, and I'm glad they showed different, different types of white people, you know? It wasn't yeah. completely like, this is the worst race or whatever. There are people that were Christians and we had the mm -hmm. Christians in the earlier episodes. Mm -hmm. And now we have Anna Paquin who's the spy for the North. Uh, what did you think about that whole dynamic? Well, you know that there had to be, you know, people like that. Mm -hmm. um, and that's because, you know, we're human beings. We have compassion. Yeah. So I, I'm glad that they showed 
the ability for people to use their human compassion and drop the need to have money, you yeah. know, and the need for money. I like what, um, I can't think of Makai Pfeiffer's character, but what he said about why he came back, why he left his family, why he put his life in danger. He was like, there's no way I could comfortably live my life. Yeah knowing that there's brothers and sisters of mine being mistreated, beaten every day, can't close one eye without, you know, thinking someone's going to come in here and rape me. And that, to give your life, you know, I, w- I would think, would I do that now for, for strangers? Yeah. That that was so strong and impactful to me, just seeing that. So. Um, but it, it's interesting because I feel like it's always going to be the women you know, in these situations when you we watch these kind of films that have the compassion. Because going back to what we were saying earlier, they are disen- disenfranchised. What kind of life do they really have? So they can be a little more sympathetic for these slaves because the women are pretty much in the same predicament. Yeah. <laughs> and Still to this day. <laughs> and, and that's Long another... And, and, I mean, that's another, another yeah, topic altogether. A lot of these themes we see running very strongly and today. And I love but, that about yeah. this show. I love that about this show. They're they're touching on so much stuff that's relevant to today. Yeah, and I don't even know if they're intentionally doing so. It's just what's happening. <laughs> but no, I think I think I mean, and again, I, I would love to uh, you know maybe hear an interview from Will Packer and, and the production crew maybe next week to hear about their whole you know review of of you know the 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 show and the series. But I do think that they tried to purposely make mm-hmm. some things so hard hitting that you understand it for present day. Yeah. I think that they did strategically say certain lines in a certain way for that, that reason. That made that under, underscored what was still happening today. Yeah. yeah. But um, we have to talk a little bit about Cyrus, uh, a.k.a. T.I. <laughs> Do we have to? <laughs> we have to. He, I, I, I love T.I., but it, 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 took T. I. Me, it took me right out of the moment, right? I, I mean, there were parts I have to be where, honest. Yeah, yeah, there were parts where I was literally on the edge of the chair in it, and then T.I. pops up, He's and I'm so like, what you know about that? Yeah. In my head, I'm like, oh. Let, let me just say this. Um, I heard that T.I. was going to be in Roots, right? Yeah. And I said to myself, well, T.I. has been trying to solidify his ability as an actor for years. Yeah. And I said to myself, well, this is honestly the only role I could see him doing and playing well because <laughs> T.I. came out of the womb just country. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it was like T.I. was just playing himself dipped in dirt. But it, he wasn't it, even it, doing his own. It, it, it looked like to me he was like T.I. Trying, trying to, to play yeah. like some... I wish he would have just been more of himself yes. actually in the role, because he. I, I felt he was a little, a little bit much. It took he me out of the element. He was a comedic relief, I yeah, think, to in some the whole degree. Because I was like, what? He wasn't really talking about anything yeah. important, you know. He saved his life. He saved George's life. Okay, we'll give you that. Yeah, and I like Ti, but for me, to me, it was just Ti. I, I saw him. On, <laughs> T.I. I was like, what's he doing in this movie? Well, I would be interested to see his contract for this this series, for the Root series, because, and and I will say this for a few of the um, actors on here. Production-wise, I thought it was great. The cinematic art was fantastic. Right. Yeah. But I highly doubt that these slaves had teeth that looked as <laughs> oh, pristine. Oh, yeah. T.I. Yeah. has porcelain, very, yeah. porcelain veneer <laughs> yeah. teeth, like in present day. And they let him keep those porcelain perfect veneers in the show. Yeah. And, you know, I love... You couldn't uh, give him a prosthetic, like, grill? <laughs> I love Anika Noni Rose. I love oh. her. But why did they switch? Because they, they aged up um, Reggie Pierre. They aged him up. Easy's contract yeah, they, they the aged up everybody one. else except... <laughs> they said, you know what? We're going to go with a different actress for the older Kizzy. But they but, didn't do it for George. Uh, yeah, exactly. They, they aged up everyone else but Kizzy, I can't Kizzy, say right? much because she killed it. Yeah, she I was mean, so good, though. Oh, yeah, Gosh. she killed it for sure. Yeah. Killed it. I mean, the the earlier Kizzy killed it, too, but this... Yeah, she, she was just phenomenal. She was a great Kizzy. And, um, but 
and this is told this is a little off topic but um anika noni rose if i'm not mistaken she played a role in in a movie called for colored girls who mm-hmm. considered Susan. do you remember yeah. that anika noni rose i believe she had a scene where she was raped yeah she was there mm-hmm. so oh, they by her boy, man she was dating yeah oh. so she has a history of rape scenes so they knew she could handle this mm-hmm. yeah. she knew they knew she could handle this yeah i wonder if that was an issue going forward but yeah i, mean, I loved i loved it but it, it took it threw me off initially that they kind of switched characters I was like, Who on. Is this? yeah <laughs> yeah and so so we have this whole war and I'm, that whole scene where they where they where they give up and they wave the oh. white flag and then oh. they only kill um, the black <laughs> people of the regiment. They made it a point to drive in so much how much the hatred was so prevalent back in yeah. those days. Like we're gonna take the survivors in, but we're gonna kill all you black people. That just well, it, to them it was. They're all traitors. Though. And, and to them it was their property. And w- when I say property, they thought they had a feeling that they had given something to these people who were property. Not only are you my property, I've taken care of you well because I've given you things I didn't have to give you. Oh, a cabin, really? I let you build a cabin. So you see that hatred and that disgust. It, it was hurt. It was hard to watch. And one of the the sergeants was like, "Stop! Yeah, like, Can, just stop. Can you stop? Yeah." And I was like, "Really." Really? Yeah. That's how much you hated them for their skin color. Some of them didn't even want to fight, but they didn't have anything else to do yeah. anywhere else to go. Yeah. But and they knew that. But let's think about how terrible this is. You have African slaves fighting for a country where they are not considered to be people. Yeah. Because, yeah. Uh, you know, historically slaves were only two-thirds of a person. Yeah. So uh, Less than that. So the, way, so the way mathematically you broke down slaves... Uh, you'd have to have two slaves to make one person. Yeah. Because they were only considered to be two-thirds of a person. You've got slaves fighting for a country where they're not even considered to be a full human being. <laughs> Ridiculous. And and we finally get freedom. And it was such a it was such an anticlimactic moment because what's where can they go? What can they do? Okay. So we had this moment of, oh, we're free. Thank yeah. God they're free. But they weren't really. Yeah. And can, can we talk about how those soldiers were like, we fought for y'all? Yeah. Well, we blood, sweat, and tears for, for y'all, years. for this country. Yeah. Without any I thought that was such know, a disgusting statement to say to them. They're trying to yeah. just get away for their lives, and you're going to stop them and say, we're sick of y'all. Yeah, and I think I think it was good to show that. Oh, you something? Yeah, I think it was good to show that because, of course, the North was fighting, you know, but it wasn't a complete fight for the abolition of slavery. Mm-hmm. No. People in the North were fighting for other things as well. Exactly. There, were other so things involved. there was complex attitudes on the North side as well as on the South side. And, and the thing is, people in the North, they didn't really own as many slaves. I mean, there were slaves up towards the North, yeah. but it was really saturated in the, in the Southern states. Um, the other stat that I want to throw out that just blew my mind, um, 200,000 slaves were killed during the war. Mm. Wow. 200,000. It, 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 That's that a lot of bloodshed. Slavery, the war. It, slavery. It, it was just a... It, it destroyed families. It destroyed communities. It was Because you're looking at these plantations, you're like, they couldn't only... They probably had, like, what, two or three hundred people on a plantation? Yeah. But think about it. Two hundred thousand... And basically, this is men, because women weren't fighting. Men yeah. lost their lives. Hmm, think of all those families missing a father yeah. now. What did y'all think about the blacks owning other blacks? Well... Black slave owners. Yeah, they touched on that really that that some people Briefly, did. They, yeah. They, yeah. So, but this guy, I guess, he was pretending in the series. But there was a good amount. He was pretending of pe- because it no, was no, happening. No, no, no. There yeah. were people that yeah. were really owning other it, slaves. That, that I, you know what, it. Well, I don't know. 
too much about it, but I think it was survival of the fittest at that point where it was just they were surviving and then they had they saw it as an economic opportunity to to some extent. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it was it was economics. Um, but it was it, completely wrong. But it was it was yeah. wrong. But again, the treatment of those people who are working for you, the way you are treating them is not so much based on their color. Yeah. Right. They're just looking at this as business. Yeah. That's where it differs a little bit. I, I'm not in agreement yeah, at all. So I mean, especially lines. they should know, given the fact that they might have been slaves themselves yeah. or at least witnessed it, mm-hmm. you know, that what it's like, you know? Yes. Yeah. But mentalities, I think, at that time, you're in it and you're living a certain mentality and you don't necessarily see, you know, from the outside in. But it, it, it was a... I mean, well, at that point, we got to be honest, though. If you're if you are a freed slave by your freedom, you have to create some kind of uh, net worth, if you will, and you're not going to go to the north. Well, what do you do? Yeah. Like wh- at that point, we don't have a real infrastructure that's built with different factories and things. And I mean, the country was still developing at that point. What was there for them to do? They couldn't go get a job at Microsoft. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and, and it's we, tough. And we have that scene. So at the end, we get to this point where. You know, the slaves are leaving and Frederick, of course, comes out and he still says, regardless of what's taking place in this war, there will be men like me. What did you guys think of that scene? I thought that was just <laughs> that so scene powerful. That scene made me um, still actually ho- like ho- yeah. holler and <laughs> scream a little bit because yeah. I'm like, yeah, and these people still exist it's in the South. chilled yeah. me when he said that. Was that. A, that was <laughs> a very chilling line Yeah, because if you think about it, and we'll get a little political here. You, you talk about a guy like Donald Trump, and his whole motto is get this country back to where it was. Yeah, make it great again. Make it great again. Yeah. Like this guy is referring to, we're going to get you guys back in, a, in your place of yeah. slavery. All it takes is one person to plant that seed. Hitler was the same way. Just takes, and that blows my mind how someone can plant a seed of hatred yeah. and it grows like that. Like, I'm like, are these, are, are you a drone or something to believe what people are saying when they say, hate this, hate this other person? Cool, because Frederick only saw it as something of, I had something that I no longer have. Mm-hmm. And so that and to him was, him. Yeah. best moment. I, yeah. I, I love yeah. that scene, best though. Moment. I yeah. love that scene. And, all African Americans in this country have a connection to the South. Like yeah. I always say, well, I got family in the South. Who doesn't? Like that's where we originated from. That's when they brought us here. We went to the South, right? Um, but I have family in the South, and they used to tell me when I was a kid, you know, uh, white Southerners can't stand when you look them in the eye. Oh my gosh! Or you know, because it can bad. be intimidating for them. Yes. Like wow. white Southerners who are still very conservative yeah. and still believe in the old South, they don't want you looking them in the eye. They don't want you referring to them as their first name. And it was so powerful for me when when Tom referred to Frederick as Frederick. Yeah, that was like I don't give a I don't care about you anymore. Yeah. You're not my master no more. You're Frederick. And, and for Frederick, that was that was worse than getting hit in the face. A slave calling you by your first name and looking you dead in your eye? And telling you he doesn't want to be equal to you. He doesn't want to be exactly. <laughs> equal to who you are. It's crazy in the yeah. South. My mom literally took us out of high school because they were still flying the Confederate flag and just all the African-American people were having problems after problems with the school. It's like, crazy. this is present day. This is not, this is like maybe 10 years ago or something. I'm aging myself. So, <laughs> but I'm just like, really, this stuff yeah. is seriously still going no, on. They not. dragged a man through Jasper, tied him up. Yeah. Wow. And dragged him through Jasper. And we don't even drive through there to go visit my family. So this is not stuff that's, oh, we're, we're watching it. Oh, wow, that, that's so far away from us. Yeah. No, it's this still is stuff that is still issues. right here at home. I, I, we could talk about this for hours, but we have to wrap up. But I, I want to hear from you guys. 
what what do you take away from this series, especially in today's age? Well, one one thing I want to hit on before we wrap up is the creation of sharecropping. Yeah. So the slaves were left on these plantations, and they said, "Well, we'll give you this land." Some acres and, and a mule, and, 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 and deal. so. There's a joke, like we're still waiting on our 40 acres and a mule because yeah. what ended up happening was we didn't get any no of what we were <laughs> still waiting. We're still waiting. They claim, oh, we're going to give you guys all this, all this yeah. um, property and all this land to cultivate and you can own it. And that we never got any of it. Yeah. We never got any of it. They just they sat there and lied to them again. Well, you know, well, and a it, lot of it, it's still happening today. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, that was just tough for me to see because, yeah. you know, I, I my father's from the south, from Lubbock, Texas. Grew up in uh, uh, you know picking cotton with sharecroppers. Yeah. I mean, it went on for so long trying to dig themselves out of debt, and it's mm. like, why are you even in debt? Yeah, we're running the race, then we're already behind. Like yeah. we run the race, essentially win the race, and then get placed <laughs> ten steps back. Yeah. And these sharecroppers are trying to, you know, earn enough money to get out of their situation. And all along the way, people fight to you and say you're not ten steps back. You're actually w- where you should be. <laughs> and so, in your place. Yeah. Exactly. So, so yeah. What, what did you guys take from it in this modern day? Like, what was your takeaway from this miniseries? Well, I said this in the trailer. Um, I was mentioning how production-wise, it's very interesting seeing an African American versus an African, mm-hmm. and I, I just it was it was very subtle in this. But I don't know if people paid attention because of the rapes of slave women and that racial mixing that the. African Americans in this series, you could tell they started looking less and less African. Yeah. But what I loved was the tradition that we tried to keep with naming the children. We always try to keep that tradition. You can try to dilute our blood a little bit, but that that tradition, we're going to keep it. Yeah. That was my takeaway. Mm-hmm. Keep the tradition. Know where you come from. Yeah. yeah. I just hope that all people, black, white, purple, watch this show or watch anything remotely like this this show and take away that we can be united. Hatred doesn't do anything but produce the outcome of death and yeah. and, and sadness and, and more death. There's no good outcome for for hatred. Yeah. And that's what I hope people watch because I've seen all these little things. Oh, why do we have to keep watching these shows about slave? I don't want to remember that. Well, we need to. Yeah, it's I mean, You touched on it the other day when you said we're soft now. Yeah, we're soft. And the other thing is, um, and I... I love the idea of us, you know, all being united and everything. But at the end of the day, there's still a lot of people who just want to get back to that old South. Mm-hmm. And I think this That's show ignorance, just ignorant. I think for <laughs> African Americans who are watching this show, this really stresses the importance of you being self-sufficient, mm-hmm. educating yourself, advancing yourself, because the they don't. Well, I don't want to say they anymore, <laughs> but. Yeah. It hasn't been celebrated for us to be educated and to yeah. advance. Oh. Yeah. And this series showed us you have to. Somebody sacrificed so you could. And, and hopefully with Barack Obama, it's something oh, that oh, we, oh, we yeah, value that, now. We that know gave that, us some hope. Yeah. But they, that, to, you, I think to some people that that was just a joke. Yeah, it was just a figurehead. But that if you educate yourself there. and you work hard, you can be President of the United States. So I think that's always a good lesson. But I, I think for me, I took a lot of the same stuff you took away, which was tradition. Uh, I loved when they were playing the song at the Murray Farm that that was... Mm. Kunta's song that, that he played. had played and it played mm. throughout. I love the end when they raise up the child and mm. he, he doesn't. He goes, I don't know how to do this, but let you know, you. let me mm. do my best. And I think that's what the series is because we had the series in '77, which I never saw, and now I'm seeing it and it's very powerful to me. But there's kids seeing it too, 10, 11, 12, 13. Yeah. And I think keeping that tradition and yes. what happened alive. 
Yeah. It makes us go forward. It it makes us go forward together, hopefully. And again, like we talked about uh, on here Tuesday, I think, um, you know, we we weren't given the luxury of having uh, written and and recorded histories of who our parents were, who our grandparents were, because they were being ripped and torn apart all the time. So we have to keep this tradition of telling the story because we'll never know. We can't go back and look it up. Yeah. And then and I got to give a shout out to Roots for finally giving me a little bit of a happy ending. Mm -hmm. So someone finally made it back. Back to their family because this was just heartbreaking <laughs> just knowing you're never going to see these people again it took 20 years but you know eventually you know i want to see roots 20 years from now yeah it, i want to see how they make it 20 years from now because it was so impactful yeah from when it was made in the 70s to now i, I, oh, just, I, I, hope, I, it doesn't re- I hope it doesn't resonate the same way yeah, i hope we go oh say. this really feels like history i oh, hope it really oh my gosh that could never happen yeah i'm hoping i was going <laughs> to say that i hope that we don't necessarily need to have a remake of Roots or even show this version of it. Yeah. We need it right now because our, our country is in absolute chaos and dismay, yeah. right? I, don't I think hope it 20... should be forgotten, though. No, it shouldn't be no. forgotten, but I shouldn't have this piece of anger in me watching this because it's, it's still happening. I want it to feel, I want it to feel yes. more historical. I yes. want it to feel like, oh, what a great piece yeah. of history oh, yes. I just watched. Yeah, like, yeah. I want to be able to look at this uh, 20 years from now and say, gosh, we really have overcome. Yeah. Instead of being like, damn, as soon as I leave here, I hope I don't get shot. Yeah. That's right? What, yeah, yeah, that's what we were thinking when at the end yeah. when they were free. I was like, oh my God. Well, back out there. Yeah. But, you know, regardless of, of the historical context and, and, and all of the, um, you know, results of this piece of history, overall, the production of it, I loved. It was great. Phenomenal. Yeah. I and, loved it. And, and I enjoyed watching it with you guys. It was a, it was a good <laughs> It was we, interesting we to watch it with you guys. We had a good run. Because, yeah. like, you know, there were moments where we were just mad, just looking at each other. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe this. <laughs> I, I had to get yeah. up and walk oh. out for a minute. I mean, it was very interesting. Yeah. I, I wish we could have had a more diverse group of people watch it with us. Yeah, yeah. so we could really um, gauge how other people were taking it in. Yeah, but, but I think that would it would have also been kind of awkward. Yeah. It yeah, would have been awkward. But we need awkward. We can't progress without awkward. I'm sorry, and I, I love whoever was tweeting us, but there was a comment, and the girl said, I love you, whoever you are, but she was like, I didn't know that black people were being treated so badly, and that hurt me so bad when I read that. I was just like, and that's you why didn't we, know. We, please, let's but, everybody watch And that's show. why we needed this series. So Because yeah, they were, and we're still being treated yeah. badly. Well, I mean, I, I'm glad you guys are tuned in to watch with us. Uh, just get, We'd like you to download us on iTunes, give us five stars. We want to hear your comments, your feedback. Uh, we've enjoyed this a lot. Uh, I'm Shaka Smith. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Shaka Strong. I'm Erica J. Green. You can find me on all social medias, Erica J-A-Y-E Green. Absolutely. And let's keep this conversation going. Yeah. I'm going to stay up all night. I'm going to be on Twitter. Hit me up at So McCall Hall when sports and pop culture collide. But tonight, I want to tweet about Roots. So if you have something that you want to get off your chest or you want to talk about more, I'm going to be on my phone. Mm. I want to continue this conversation. Yep. Join us, guys. Keep the conversation going and uh, have a good night. Mm. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.